You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 122 with Andy Cabasso from Postaga. Andy, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. And today we're going to be talking about link building. Uh, I love, like, like, link building is one of my favorite topics, mostly because to me, SEO is just so important. I really struggle to care about any other channel <laughs> after having so much experience in SEO because it's just one of these things that just continues to deliver. You know, once you get it running, if you rank for things, it just keeps paying back for so long. You know, it's not like paid ads where you just turn them off and, and they go away. You know, it's like it just keeps running and I love that. Um, and obviously, link building is a big part of that. And you specifically help agencies scale link building campaigns because it's easy enough to have a link building campaign all by yourself uh you know doing because i'd obviously do it for content snare it's not a big deal if i had to do this for many clients i think i would struggle <laughs> so that's a cool thing you help people with yeah so can you can you start with a little bit of an introduction just about yourself and and post yeah sure thanks so i guess a little bit about my background so i used to run an agency i started grew and then eventually sold my agency and then after that, I built Postaga specifically because one of the challenges we had at our agency was doing link building for our clients at scale. Uh, like you mentioned, it's you get the concept of doing link building for clients. So you want to do like a skyscraper technique, outreach campaign, uh, reach, find a bunch of relevant websites, uh, connect with them, find their email addresses, and then pitch them to link to your content. Um, But if you have dozens or hundreds of clients potentially that you're doing SEO for, you want to be able to do all of that at scale. And we couldn't find any really tools that could help us do that. So that's why we built Postaga, which kind of streamlines and automates part of the link building process to help you Mm. find relevant websites, get contact information for people. And then... So, sorry, just quickly... um assume people listening to this don't have really much of an idea about link building. Like there will be some people that are just like, tell me this techniques, but just <laughs> sure. that there are a lot of people that don't do SEO as a service. So I think briefly, you know, like if we're going to try and convince people to do SEO, because I, I think uh, as far as rev- recurring revenue goes, SEO mm-hmm. is one of the best ways Absolutely. to like seriously grow recurring revenue for an agency because you can charge a lot for it generally and well generally because there's a fair <laughs> bit of work involved and yeah and but yeah so yeah exactly right you know and i don't think it's as hard as people think it is but um can you just briefly touch on what the skyscraper technique is i know that's like a probably a whole episode in itself but yeah, for people oh that gosh. don't know sure yeah so, <laughs> well so with uh, i guess kind of talking about like starting off with like offering SEO for your agency, for your clients. Um, let's start there because so mm. when, when I was running my agency, you know, we would offer SEO, we'd offer paid search and for building and running like paid search campaigns, for example, a lot of that money, most of that money is going into 
Google or Facebook and that their, their clients' budgets are going to them. And you can you know, charge a fee for managing the campaigns, but a lot of most of the money for the ad is going towards the ad spend. With SEO, all that money is going to you. You're not paying Google for a better position in uh, search rankings. All the money comes to you for you and your team to build out this uh, magical SEO campaign that's going to help your con- your clients uh, rank better in- organically in search. And so uh, typically what goes into an SEO campaign uh, it involves uh, creating content uh, and uh, doing local SEO to help you rank better in uh in like the business list, Google business listings. And one big component of this that not a lot of, not, let's say, not enough people focus on is doing the work to build links. Uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of people, when they do SEO, they focus on content creation and kind of let's assume that we create content and people are going to find it and we're going to magically rank because we have uh, dozens of articles on this on these topics that are relevant for our business so hopefully we'll rank well link building is important because as far as all of google's algorithm and ranking factors go into what makes one website rank better than another the amount and the quantity and quality of links is the big one so. of course yeah there's what just just on that there's like Something I see pop up in agency groups every so often where it's someone that's like super proud that they've done quote unquote SEO for a client where they've had a, um, a post ranking with no links, you know, and they just think like, it's it's just funny. I just see people saying that like they, they almost think that they're like an SEO god uh, <laughs> and, and that because they've been able to do it without any link building. Now, don't want to like shit on that too much because it's awesome that the client is ranking, but generally that means it's just a very non-competitive term, right? Or they had a, a super authoritative domain as it, as it is. Absolutely. Like exactly what you're saying. Either, either the site yeah. was already ranking well overall and they, they, you know, good for them that they can create a piece of mm-hmm. content and it'll automatically rank or there's just no, it's not no one else, anyone else that they could be competing against for the top spot. Uh, they're not, they just there's no competitiveness there, or it's like a very specific keyword uh, where it's like a yeah. long tail keyword and it's relevant specifically only to their website. Like, yeah, I've definitely had some surprises where we've got clients ranking for things with like so minimal effort. But yeah, for the most part, things are an effort. Like things worth ranking for are going to be some kind of effort. And, you know, I mean, we've been, there's keywords I've been fighting for with content snare for like over a year now, and I'm slowly seeing them come up. You know, we're on like page two for some of these things, still page three for some. And it's like, man, I know we'll get there. It's just like hard work. Um, But yeah. The tough part about SEO is for like good, like competitive areas of SEO, for you to do better means you are knocking someone else off of off of their search results. So if you're getting onto page one to the tenth spot, let's say, you're knocking someone else from the tenth spot to page two, and they're going to notice if they have if they care about their SEO, they're going to notice that, and they're going to do whatever they can to get that spot back from you. So it it's constantly competitive. So the really competitive areas of SEO uh, are not magic. It's uh, it's fighting for it. Yeah, absolutely. So how how do things differ 
when you're doing like link building for yourself, mm-hmm. for example, like people listening to this, if they just want to do link building for their agency and they're not doing it for clients, like, I mean, I, to me, that's all about like relationships, like, cause I, and I know, you know, various people and, and they'll link to me from their websites. I can, I can hit them up for links. You know, if I'm trying to get something ranked, I, I just, reach out to a few people in my network and ask for links and you know in exchange we give them some links like it's really simple stuff right like Mm -hmm. or i go on podcasts podcasts are an amazing way to get links uh so you know i think it's different when you're building a brand um so how do you think things are different when you're doing it just for yourself versus trying to doing at scale for clients yeah it's well it's definitely a different different ball game because maybe ball game is the wrong phrase to use um um, football game, uh, hmm. Australian rules football, rugby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends where you are. I honestly, I'm probably not the best recipient of sports talk because I, I just stopped giving a shit maybe a decade ago. <laughs> but I still get it. I was heavy into sport a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, I, we I even know American rules. I think most of our listeners are in the US, so go, go for uh, NFL. I don't mind. <laughs> All right, great. So, yeah, when you're when you're doing this work for your clients, you know, uh, I'm I'm sure your agency had like agency has you have a finite amount of time for all of your clients, and you want to do build as great campaigns and do as much link building as you can for all of them. But you need to be able to allocate your time efficiently for everyone and have repeatable processes that you can run for all of your clients. Otherwise, it's Otherwise, it's just chaos. But for doing link building and building for your own brand, there are a lot of different things that you could focus on. Like you mentioned, you could focus on getting a guest spot on podcasts. I don't know, like if you're doing outreach for clients, are your clients going to want you booking them guest spots on their behalf? I mean, (laughs) maybe they'll be really excited about it. You could book them a, a guest podcast spot. But I don't know if they're all going to be like good candidates for that if you're yeah exactly if right. your clients are i don't know doctors dentists or lawyers what podcast exactly you'd be pitching but for your own brand mm-hmm. let's say like you mentioned uh a great place to start it with link building is your network if there are other colleagues of yours who would be interested and able to link to you and there's a good context for it so if there is a context for Anywhere, like they have an article that mentions an agency or mentions search marketing or digital marketing or something, and you're running a digital agency, get, getting a link there is great. Um, for other things, for promoting your brand, if you're one, one thing that uh, I've been doing lately is uh, running a campaign focusing on where your competitors are getting coverage. So finding out where a competitor is getting like a write-up or a review on another website and kind of pitching them like, hey, I saw that you did this uh, interesting write-up about this company or, or this product. Um, since your audience is interested in that, I, I thought they might be interested in this, this product, this brand, uh, us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's one, one approach there. But, you know, one nice. – and it depends like also – if you if you're doing you know SEO for your clients, if you're providing them the content as well, like if you're 
if you're doing content for your agency, you have a lot of flexibility uh, around the content that you're creating and then how you're going to promote that content and build links, uh, as opposed to if you're doing link building for your clients, if you haven't created any content for them, then it can be more challenging, let's say. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Like we used to do a little bit of both, but when you're not doing the content, it is definitely a lot, a lot more difficult I found. But so let's talk about actual scalable ways. Because if we have to turn this into a process, which we're going to have to do if we're doing it for multiple clients and things like podcasts are out because obviously not, not every client, well, maybe not fully out, but um, you know, very rare chance that all your clients are going to be able to benefit from it. Maybe it's a service you do offer, but I, I assume the only real scalable methods involve some level of outreach, no? Uh, exactly. And so the, the kind of the campaigns that I've seen that work the best at scale are, there are a few different types of outreach campaigns. And so when we're talking about link building outreach, basically what I mean is, Uh, you have a piece of content that you want to get more links to. So you find other relevant websites, you find contact details for people at those websites, and then you send them a pitch email or series of emails to ultimately get them to link to your content. Um, And that is the simple process of what, what I'm talking about when I'm talking about link building outreach. Yeah, right. So where do we go? Like how, how do we get, how's an agency get started? Like, let's start with someone who hasn't really been offering link building yet. Like mm-hmm. I know we probably need to get into some more advanced stuff, but just a really sort of brief introduction to like where people can get started. Sure. So I, one area that I've, I've seen like the most success with, and so I would say this is what I, w- I would focus on. Uh, is this uh, skyscraper technique campaign type. And so what it involves is uh, basically first you're going to research uh, a topic that you want to write and figure out what topic you want to use. So if you're using a research tool like Ahrefs or SEMrush or Ubersuggest, there are tons of SEO research tools out there. And if you're offering SEO for your clients, you should absolutely be using one of these tools uh, for keyword research. Well, with these tools, you can find the, uh, using them, you could find all of the websites that are linking to them. So you see this top ranked post, someone's written, let's, let's say we're talking about like email marketing, why not? You see that there's this top ranked post on email marketing, it was, and it has a hundred other websites that are linking to it. So what we want to do is we want to write a better article than that article that is ranking. And then we are going to reach out to all of those hundred websites that are linking to them and suggest that they link to our article instead because our article is better. Uh, Some ways that I recommend doing this to have a good hook because uh, this skyscraper type of campaign has gotten very popular over the last few years. Uh, One thing I've seen is if you uh, are going after an article that is very out of date, so like let's say that this article is from 2015, 2016, and you see and you can find everyone who's linked to them, your pitch can be, hey, I saw that you linked to this article from 2015. You should update your article, your article and link to our piece of content, which is freshly updated for 2020 or 2021. 
um, and it has all this more information, and it's clearly better because it's not five years old. Um, so that's uh, an easier sell to get someone to change their link to your site. Yeah, nice. Because I was going to ask, like, what is the way to cut through the noise? Because, you know, I think with the Content Snare site, we've crossed some kind of, like, domain authority threshold recently um, Mm -hmm. where, like, the outreach we get has just gone through the roof. And, like, it's at a point now where we just, like, unless they are offering us a link first, we just don't even respond, right? Like, that's the only kind of outreach we respond to is if they're going to give us a link, like, and they're very rare, but like, yeah. cause, cause I had someone do that once they out, they outreach with like, we'll get you a link from somewhere else. And because I give a shit about that, I'm yeah. like, Oh, well, and they proved it. They actually got us a link before they even got anything from us. So, and I was like, wow. So, you know, those are the ones that I respond to. So how do you, yeah. I mean, I guess not everyone's as skeptic as me, but yeah. How do you cut through the noise? So, uh, having an original outreach email helps, but one thing kind of that you mentioned that I definitely want to focus on is uh, having an offer they can't refuse um, in mm-hmm. your pitch. So uh, I've done this myself, um, and I've seen that like it gets definitely more interest, especially from the higher ranking websites. Um, in general, the higher your, the domain authority goes for the people that you're reaching out to, the less likely it is that they're going to be responsive mm-hmm. just because they're getting pitched constantly. And like these are the yeah, more high authority you go, the less time that they have to, to deal with all these inquiries that they're getting. Um, yeah. So having like having this offer for them, so like saying like, you know, I like like, like you said, uh, I have a link, I can get a link to your site or I have uh, another property or whatever, I can send a link to you. Just showing some, like, some, showing something that you're not just in it for yourself and selfish, mm-hmm. that you are happy to reciprocate and maybe preemptively offering this, um, you know, is gets a much better response rate because there's something in it for them aside from being able to update their link to some fresh piece of content that you have. And that's like, that's great that you have a, you know, a fresh piece of content and they can update that, but offering a a sweetener to that pot uh, does help Mm. too, for sure. Yeah. And like, you know, as someone who's a massive skeptic and and basically we just close every single (laughs) uh, email that comes in with a, a link request, except for the ones that have some kind of offer, you know, like that's, that's testament right there. I feel it's like, you know, it's almost in our processes, right? Cause I don't handle um, where a lot of those requests come to anymore, the, the email address. So, so basically someone else's process now is to like <laughs> either just close them or if there's some kind of offer, refer them to me. Right. Um, or sometimes like it might, depending on the site, we might actually pitch them back and, and say, you know, can we, <laughs> <laughs> they'll still get a link out of it, but we'll, we will get one as well. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. And so I feel like there's got to be, that that's, you know, almost not proof, but it's an example of uh, how that, how that can work. Like the offer you can't refuse. I mean, that applies to anything, right? Like if you can, if you can give someone, you get an email and it's like, oh, this post should link to something else or whatever it's like yeah but i don't care there's nothing in that for me like maybe yeah it makes my content a little bit better because it's linking to a new article but it's um it's something that's you know it's using my time right and getting not much back and that's how i look at it. I, I think that that uh 
a lot where a lot of people fail with their outreach is they don't think about it enough from the perspective of the recipient. Um, mm. They're just thinking it from their perspective of, okay, I really want to get this link. I'm going to use this template that I've used over and over again and just go for it. Um, but like on the recipient's end, you know, is it like I have to, first I'm opening this email, then I'm, maybe I'll even check the link to see what their content is and is it any good? Is it worth it? But like to make that change, to insert a link into whatever article you have takes some time and effort on your part. Um, and it, it like, think, like, think about that more concretely and like, what would you like if you were the recipient? Yeah. If I can get something yeah. else out of it. Great. Yeah, absolutely. I love the ones where someone reaches out and they're like, oh, we'll give you three months access to our tool for free, like for a link. And I'm like, what? Like, I don't even know who you are. I don't want to use your tool for three months. <laughs> like, um, yes, I, I do see a lot of different um, random ones like that. Like, I guess people trying to be creative and stuff. But yeah, like it, it really depends on what the person you're reaching out to cares about. You know, for mm -hmm. me, that is links. Right, for sure. Yeah. Do you manage WordPress sites for your clients? If so, you should probably check out WP Remote. It's a central platform to manage all of your sites in one place. That includes security, malware, uptime monitoring, and it's even got a built-in staging system. But my favorite feature is the visual regression system that will give you an alert if something breaks on an update so you can get in there and fix it. It was created by the same people behind BlogVault and Melcare. Now, BlogVault is one of the best backup plugins I've used, and it's also trusted by some of the biggest WP maintenance agencies out there like GoWP, WP Buffs, WP Valet. So if these guys rely on it, you know it's rock solid. You can try WP Remote for free and get 10% off any of the paid offerings by going to wpremote.com slash highway. Now let's get back to the show. So I guess then what kind of... Like, how do you, like, how does PostArga help here? Because I feel like I know, uh, rather than just pitch PostArga, I know you have, like, processes built in, right? And I think people can learn from yeah. how PostArga works. Yeah, so I'm, I'm happy to share the workflow, whether you're using PostArga or anything mm. else. Uh, so kind of how PostArga works is really meant to, mimic the workflow that you'd have, but just streamlining it in that Postaga is an all-in-one tool for uh, for link building and outreach. So so typically how a campaign in Postaga works is you'll, you'll uh, kind of figure out what kind of outreach campaign you want to run for to promote your content, whether you're promoting an article, whether you're doing PR outreach or cold outreach for anything else. Um, and then you have your parameters, you have your blog post, and then once you have your piece of content, uh, uh, Postaga helps you find relevant websites. So if you want to, like, for example, get your article listed on a resource page, uh, Postaga can help that. But aside from that, you know, you'd normally, outside of Postaga, you would probably do a search in Google for, like, in URL resources and search for your topic that you want to uh, 
where, where you want to get your find your uh, websites and then mm. once you found a bunch of websites let's say so just, just to clarify there so for people listening so like resource page link building is a special kind of campaign right yeah. like so we talked about before about the skyscraper technique being one campaign yeah. where you're reaching out to like content to to link to something you made that's better. But uh, resources pages are getting listed. Like, you know, for example, content snare, we might reach out to uh, web design coaches that list their favorite tools for agencies exactly. uh, you know, and try and get listed on their resource pages. Yeah. yeah it- and so Postaga could help find that, streamline that process because normally you would go to Google and go, I don't know, web design coach in URL colon resources, something, exactly. you know, there's like these footprints. Yeah, that, that's exactly it. And so, uh, you know, normally it can be like a process to find all these resource pages, to check them out, make sure they're relevant, um, and then add them to your, you know, your link building spreadsheet. And then once you have all these articles, these like, all right, these these are good resource pages because they're linking out to other people's content um, and they'd be a good fit. So let's reach out to them. Then the next step of the process being finding a contact email address for the right person at this company. Um, normally, if you're doing this uh, uh, out, I guess outside of Postaga, there are tools out there for finding email addresses like mm-hmm. uh, Hunter or Find That Lead or Snovio. Um, and basically, you enter in a, a web address and they'll find uh, an email address for you. Um, what Postaga does is it, it it's kind of the next step in the process. Once you have all your websites, Postaga will find uh, email addresses for people uh, at those websites. And Postaga will also, uh, if you have, uh, it'll help you try and find a specific contact person. So if you want to find someone that's in a marketing role or the CEO, uh, we can help you find that as well um, and get specific email addresses. Because if you don't have like, so if you're trying to reach out to a website and you don't have a specific person in mind, often like it'll you'll you, the searches that you're doing will default to like an info at email address yeah. or contact at, and those generally get a lower response rate uh, because it goes to a general mailbox or um, and, mm-hmm. and the recipient knows okay you don't know who I am uh, but you're <laughs> but you're trying to reach out to my website. And then once you have everyone's email address, you can uh, do a mail merge basically with uh, merge variables for all of your contacts and uh, build the uh, email campaign. And then if people don't respond to your email uh, a week later or so, you follow up with a follow-up and then and so on and so forth. And uh, Postaga's next step in the process is uh, building and sending that email campaign and follow up. So that's kind of the yeah the quick and dirty version of uh, yeah. And yeah, obviously we can't go through the whole lot. Like I mean, their entire podcast dedicated to to link building. So yeah, but I just wanted to give people a, a bit of an overview. And I mean that there that's it, right? Like and there are several tools involved in that process. So the the one the research to find where you want to get links from, uh, the tool to you know, find the email addresses, then the tool to do the outreach and, and follow up, you know, um, you know, I, I have done this stuff before. I kind of struggle with cold email a little bit. Um, but when I apply the whole, like what's in it for them. And if, if I'm actually reaching out with something that's going to be beneficial to them too, I have a lot better time doing it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? And then you get the link placed. What, 
what's cool about post tiger is you do that all in one spot, which is, which is cool. Um, now you guys, uh, how long have you been around with post tiger? Post tiger has been, I guess, officially around since about, uh, May when we did our launch on product hunt, we were, uh, number one for the day and number two for the week. Um, nice. and I guess before that we were in beta and we've been te- like, or since early 2020, we were, uh, having agencies, uh, test it out and, uh, try and, you know, break it, um, before we, before we did that launch. Uh, yeah, but we, yeah, nice. we've been officially live since May. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very good. So, um, what was I going to ask? Oh yeah. So what are some other, um, types of campaigns that you've seen agencies have sex success with? Like, with obviously the key for agencies being that it needs to be uh, like scalable, right? Because they need to do it for multiple clients. So what what other can't types of campaigns have you seen agencies win with? Yeah. So uh, aside from the skyscraper, which is I'd say decently like number one, just because with skyscraper you can reach out to there are hun- potentially hundreds of opportunities of websites that could be linking to your content um, and, and that you could do in one campaign. Aside from that, uh, resource page campaign, definitely, uh, which we were talking about before. Um, there's this other campaign type that uh, has been good. Uh, it's, it's good in particular how it, uh, it's called, a, we're calling it a, a mention outreach campaign. Basically, anyone um, in, your, or in your content that you're publishing, you would have outbound links to other relevant websites that you want to connect with. So you strategically place links in your in your content to other sites. Uh, ideally, websites that are not like too authoritative and powerful. Not like you know the high DA ones who are just not going to respond to you. So, like, for example, I'm not going to build a build a, a campaign with an, where I'm linking to like. HubSpot or something because no one at HubSpot. HubSpot is exactly the one I was thinking about too. I, That's awesome. Yeah, cause, <laughs> they're not going to reply. They're not going to get back to you. But maybe yeah. someone with a lower domain authority, you know, uh, would be it would potentially be yeah. get back to you. So you so you're basically saying, hey, we linked out to you in this post. Um, do you say like? I don't know. Would you mind sharing one back? Like, what do you so say? So there are a few different approaches that. Uh, that I've I've used and am still tinkering with. Some are like, uh, are like some are uh, actually like asking to see if there's like a guest posting opportunity. And one area that uh, I we haven't talked about yet is uh, I guess guest posting, which is a very popular way for 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 link building outside of outreach. Um, basically, reaching out to websites to ask them if they're they're featuring guest posts and then you write a link, an article for their blog. And then there is a link back in that article to your website. And there are Mm -hmm. some agencies that only focus on guest posting outreach um, because for them, it can be scalable where, all right, we're going to reach out to all these websites in this industry. um, And we have a team of content writers and we're going to publish these articles and we're going to get these, you know, backlinks uh, to, uh, to us. And that's, it can be it can be predictable, you know. Yeah, you just reminded me that I've got a guest post in the queue that I was <laughs> supposed to set live and and tell the guy. So, you know, and guest posts are another one too. You know, like it's hard. I don't know how well people like 
do with that. Obviously, it works pretty well for a lot of people. Um, we do guest posts, but mm-hmm. it's usually through my network and, and through like relationships that I know people I know well. Um, but every so often we accept a guest post and the ones that tend to get through are always high quality, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have a lot of, uh, I guess I see a lot of crap guest posts getting thrown around. Right. And yeah. you know, I saw one guy that he, he links like three get, guest posts that he'd had. And I recognized one of the websites, right. Cause it was pretty big. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, uh, it's some friends of mine that run screw the nine to five. Yeah, and uh, I was like, oh well, you know, because I know the guy that runs that. I was like, well, if he got if he got through his bullshit filter, <laughs> then he must do good, you know. And this guy wrote an absolute monster of a guest post mm-hmm. with only a couple of links in it. And I was like, that is awesome, you know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- there's definitely levels of quality in these things and, and and ways to get through. Yeah, and on the recipient end, like I I get solicited for like people wanting to put a guest post on my site, and if you are so there are some opportunities here. So like if you if someone pitches you a guest post, I would recommend having criteria. Like I, I have a, a template email for my response with here are my guidelines. You're, it must be, you know, not published elsewhere, a certain amount of words. Also give me an example of where you published elsewhere because that, that'll mm-hmm. save you a ton of time if you're, you know, editing or anything like that. But also it, like follow up and see if they're open to a guest post on another one of their properties. Uh, in general, a best practice would be not to be reciprocal to the exact website, but to another property. Yeah. Um, so, and but generally, the people who are reaching out to you about guest posting, in my experience, work with a lot of different people. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you know, I guess you can kind of combine the, these strategies in some ways. You know, like I, I often try to write guest posts where we will get several links to our like people that I know in the same guest post, mm-hmm. right? Just to help my friends out. But then, of course, I go, hey, uh, would you mind in return? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shoot us a link, you know, um, which is, I don't know, like I kind of like that because it's helping everybody. That's, that's, that's how my link uh, building strategy kind of works because, again, it's not I don't need to do this at scale. But I guess you could. You know, if you had a big enough network, there mm. would be a way to do this at scale. But ours right now takes – it's very tedious. Sure. Uh, but but uh, it enables yeah. me to get some really, really powerful links. And over time, like if you're doing a lot of link building outreach over time, you're going to encounter the same people over and over again. And they may want links from you too. And basically mm. – doing it long enough you you will build a network and you will have people that recognize you and your emails will always go to their inbox and uh you know potentially be like flagged or start or whatever and mm-hmm. you can call on them and uh, and ask them if you you need a link or and they'd be comfortable asking you as well if mm-hmm. they have if they're looking for opportunities for their clients or yeah. their own their own site Absolutely, yeah. And it's something I've been actually mucking around with Airtable for as a way mm-hmm. to like track like all of the partners who or like people who want links. If I if I speak to someone, I'm like, okay, I want to try and get this person a link. It goes in the spreadsheet or the, the Airtable. And then like we try to find opportunities to put those links mm-hmm. in posts on a, of our own or on guest posts or whatever. And then once it's done, we notify them and then and then we hit them up for the, the reciprocal, right? Yeah. Because uh, the, the, what kicked this off, I, I got an outreach from a guy. I kind of mentioned it briefly, briefly before, but he um, he outreached and said, I can get you a link from one of these really good sites. And he did it before asking for anything from us. And that's kind of created, like he clearly has a network right. and he can get us 
And he's always doing guest posts and he's constantly now getting us links from other sites in exchange for us linking to uh, like various clients of his. Mm-hmm. And I only link to good stuff. It's not like we're going, yeah. oh, I don't want to, you know, that that's a, he's given us just trash to link to. It's all good. So, you know, to me, all I'm doing is putting a link, you know, to a helpful post out from one of our existing posts. Right. Um, and then in return, getting these amazing things back. So, you know, essentially what I, that, that's why I just stole the idea and just ran it like small time <laughs> with a group, small group of contacts. If anyone's listening to this and want, wants to get involved, please let me know because I would like to expand this. But, you know, he's obviously done it in a more scalable way where he's doing it for multiple clients. Whereas for me, it's just like cool people. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Cool. Well, I mean, I think that's probably enough there for people to get started with like, you know, link building campaigns and especially starting to think about running SEO campaigns if you haven't done this before for your clients. Like, like I said, I, it's one of my favorite recurring revenue opportunities for agencies, especially once you've got this stuff down to a process uh, and, and you can scale it, right? Like you can get team members involved to, to run it for you. It's not something you need to be doing constantly. You know, oh God, that, yeah. that's a wake up call for me because I'm still doing a lot of this myself because it's relationship based. Yeah. Well, one but nice thing about it is it, it is very scalable in that a lot of the, like all of the aspects of running an SEO campaign many people are familiar with. So if you wanted to find contractors, for example, you can easily find contractors who can create content. You have contractors who can mm-hmm. be like VAs for helping with like link building, for example. Um, that was definitely a thing that like when we were, when I, my agency was building out its SEO team, we were able to add more contractors as we were growing, which was definitely mm. an easy thing to do. And especially with content, uh, getting good content writers is, uh, mm. can be a challenge, let's say. Uh, but once, <laughs> but once you find great content writers, uh, it's, it's amazing. And just finding enough that that can help you scale and add more and, and produce more content for more clients as you're getting more clients. Um, it's really easy, uh, to scale mm. that way rather than having to figure out hiring another full-time salaried employee or anything like that. Yeah. Hey, here's a question. Where do you, is there any way you would recommend going to start, like, to see what the processes look like for outreach and or for, for any of this kind of stuff, right? Because I'm sitting on my hands right now because I just can't be bothered writing the processes for uh, for my VA that that will handle the link outreach side of things. Like, yeah, does anyone have these available? <laughs> so there, I guess there are definitely a few resources. So. First, quick shameless plug: uh, Postaga blog mm-hmm. has uh, some nice. <laughs> of course. Uh, articles and also videos on doing link building outreach. Um, I also personally like so you know big link building hero. The guy's name is Brian Dean. Uh, the, his website is backlinko.com. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the inventor of the skyscraper technique that everyone since has been using and abusing. Um, <laughs> and then beyond that, also, uh, I personally like the Ahrefs uh, blog. has a lot of good content about uh, link building outreach. And last one is Authority Hacker. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much all the all the ones that I follow as well. Um, I the authority hacker guys are in the, one of the online communities that I'm in, so um, they're very popular yeah. among it. Um, so guys, if you're listening and and you, you 
want any of those resources, they'll be available at agencyhighway.com slash 122. Um, just let's finish up, Andy, like with a little bit about Postaga. Like where can people go, like, you know, to, to find out more and how can you help sure. them? Sure. It's uh, postaga.com, P-O-S-T-A-G-A.com. It's completely free to use. You can sign up, check it out, build some outreach campaigns. Um, we also have plans specifically for agencies. So if you want to manage campaigns for all of your clients, uh, we have uh, options for that as well. Um, on the site also we have some resources like videos and stuff uh, and blog posts that are helpful if you haven't uh, done too much link building outreach Uh, and also we have a a Facebook group called Grow Together SEO uh, where we talk about link building and answer any questions that anyone has about link building and SEO and all that fun stuff awesome well I will link all of these up in the show notes again at agencyhighway.com slash one, two, two. Andy, this has been a really helpful chat. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Awesome. Thanks, James, for having me. Uh, this is great. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more, and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.